It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Well, the tabloids had the headline ready after eight innings in Philly last night. Stinko de Mayo, May the 5th, was shaping up as a second blowout loss in as many nights for the Mets. And the old Mets fan might have just gone to bed when it was 7-1 Phillies into the top of the ninth. But as a wise man once said, a man who played for both these teams, you got to believe. The Poindexters with the math degrees told us there was a 99.9% chance of the Phillies winning this game. Spoiler alert. They did not. So raise your bottle of Corona back in Corona. A recap of the Mets' epic 7-run ninth and 8-7 win. And uno momento. Ay, ay, ay. Mets in the morning. Mets in the morning. Oh, yeah. Mets in the morning. Gonna tell you what the Mets are doing while coffee is brewing. Now here's Josh the previous 330 times the New York Mets trailed by six runs in the ninth, they had lost those games. 0 for 330 until last night. In fact, we are told the last 857 times a big league team had entered the ninth inning when winning the game, they actually won the game. But uh, the Phillies did not do that. The Mets pulled off the heist. This wasn't just a heist. I mean, they, they ran a full-on Ocean's Eleven on the Phillies. They burgled their belongings and made Met fans very, very happy at bars all across the boroughs. Josh Lewin with you. Hey, the Mets started the last road trip with a five-run ninth, and we called that one a comeback for the ages. We were so young and innocent back then. What do you call a seven-run ninth? I'm not sure, but there was a lot of laughter and loud music reportedly in that clubhouse when it was done. The five-run ninth in St. Louis rendered officially adorable. That was a mere ripple in the ocean compared to the seven-run tsunami. Let us jump right in and tell you how it happened. First of all, the backstory. The Mets, already four and a half games up in the NL East, they had just taken two of three against these same Phillies last weekend most recently putting up 10 runs in one night. This night was a clunker after eight. Aaron Nola gets credit for that. He's now gone at least seven innings, allowed one or zero runs, and three or fewer hits in back-to-back starts at home. And In the last 10 years, only two other times has that happened for a Philly, and he had one of those other times. He is really good when he's on. Same guy who once struck out 10 straight Mets at City Field, as you might know. Meantime, Taiwan Walker, uh, well, uh, on this date last year, it was seven innings of one-hit ball against the Cardinals. This was not that. He was torched for seven runs, six earned in four innings. You saw his ERA this year fly up to 4.9. Bryce Harper and Nick Castellanos homered on consecutive pitches in the fourth inning. Although Kyle Schwarber did not homer in this game, which is actually breaking news. He usually does to the Mets what dogs do to trees. But uh, he was not a factor in this game. Every other Philly hitter, one through five, was completely on point. It was their six through nine guys who let him down. Six through nine in their order were 0 for 20. 
but the top-heavy batting order had made it a 7-1 ball game into the ninth. And then, in the words of Coldplay from all those years ago, it was a wicked and wild wind blew down the doors to let them in. Now, I do apologize. I had a bet with someone that I could get a Coldplay reference in tonight, and I just won $5. Let's go to the Rock'em Sock'em ninth inning. The Phillies eventually would have Corey Knable on to try to close it. Didn't look like they'd need him, but they had a really good closer on the mound when it mattered. It was one on for Francisco Lindor and a long hitless streak cooking for him. 7-1 Mets trailing. Again, one on base. Let's pick it up with the great Howie Rose on WCBS. First pitch. Swing and a high fly ball. Well hit to right field. Forget it. This ball is long gone. Home run, Francisco Lindor. Well, that takes care of that 0 for 18 in rather prodigious fashion. That home run was hit in a similar area to where Bryce Harper hit his earlier. For Lindor, his fifth home run of the year. Well, the Phillies' lead is now 7-3, and still nobody out in the ninth inning. The 0-1, swinging a ground ball up the middle, off of Knable. It runs towards the third baseline. Knable picks it up, throws the first, too late. A run scores. Canna is safe. McNeil to second. 7-4, Philadelphia. And Dom Smith is going to come to the plate, representing the tying run here in the ninth inning. Knable to the belt, the outfield straightaway. The pitch. Fastball line towards third. Fair ball. Base hit going into the left field corner. In the score is McNeil. Canna will be held at third. Going to second. Stopping there with a double and a run batted in. A pinch hit double is J.D. Davis. It is now 7-5 Philadelphia. The Mets with two in scoring position are potentially a base hit away from tying this game. They trailed 7-1 going to this ninth inning. It's now 7-5. Travis Jankowski comes out. He's going to run for Davis at second as the tying man. Here's the pitch. Breaking ball. That's looped to center field. Base hit. The Mets might tie it. In the score is Canna. Here comes Jankowski. The throw to the plate hits the mound and bounce harmlessly to the catcher Real Muto as Jankowski scores on it first with a two-run single is Brandon Nimmo. The Mets have a six-run ninth inning. They have come back to tie it. It is seven to seven here in the ninth. A phenomenal comeback by the New York Mets. Well, here is Marte now. Nimmo, good lead at first. The pitch, swinging a high fly ball. Left center field, pretty deep. It's got some legs back near the wall. It's in for a hit. Mets are going to take the lead. Nimmo around third, coming home. He scores standing. Double for Marte. Eight to seven, New York. Holy shnikes. The Mets with a seven-run ninth inning at Citizens Bank Park. Absolutely amazing. Now, there was still the bottom of the ninth to be played, and at the risk of riling up Cleveland Browns fans for no reason at all, you don't want a 98-yard drive to end with a fumble at the two. That is to say, you don't want to come all the way back and not win this game. So very important for Edwin Diaz to pour some sugar on it, so to speak, and he did. Diaz picking up his sixth save of the year. He struck out two, including Reese Hoskins, to end it. The Mets picking up a win in a game they had trailed by seven at one point. This was just the fourth time ever they had won a game when trailing by that many runs. Also the first time that the Mets had erased a six-run or more deficit in the ninth to come back and win since, well, since the last time cold play was relevant. September 1997 against Montreal when they were down 6 nothing in the ninth, went on to win at 9-6 and 11. That's the game Carl Everett hit the grand slam with two outs in the ninth. Lost in the sauce in this one, Adonis Medina got his first major league win because he had pitched the scoreless eighth inning. 
Also, Starling Marte, who had the go-ahead double, he is now a 395 hitter at Citizens Bank Park for his career. And among all players with at least 125 career plate appearances in this park, that ranks behind only Ryan Braun. Anyway, 8-7 to seven Mets, your happy if not completely improbable final. And it all started with an infield hit from Marte off the New York City native Jordan Norwood. It ended with Marte's booming double to score a delirious Brandon Nimmo. And the homer by Lindor in there, uh, that was not just big for the team, but big for him. Because remember, he was starting to backslide a little bit. He talked to the media after it was all done. Uh, a great team win. Uh, extremely special. Um, the way everybody believed in each other, um, pushed each other, counted on each other, special for sure. Um, you know, team um, wins like this, they add up throughout the course of the year. And they're, they're huge. They're huge for a ball club. Everybody said that the first time they started thinking a comeback was possible was when you hit the home run. Did you think at that point that something could be coming, or was it a couple at bats later? Um, yeah, uh, we just we just got to score. You know, we we just got to score or have people on base. Um, Marta starting the rally, getting on base with a um, infield single. I go out there um, hit the home run. P goes out there double. You know, like. Little by little, you know, things start adding up. And, yeah, I believed it. I believed it from from when they brought Fama um, out from the bullpen. I knew they're, they were trying to shut us down, you know. Fama is one of the big relievers. And I uh, saw so that. I'm like, all right, boys, let's do this. You know, this is this is going to be special. And it happened. You know, that's, that's great. I think you were one for 22 in May going into that. But, but how much do you think you needed that personally? To... You guys love talking all numbers. I hate talking all numbers. <laughs> um, I need every hit possible. I need every, every hit out there. And, yeah, and I got it. So that's all <laughs> so I can say. Hopefully tomorrow is a new day and I can go out there and get a few more hits. How tough was it to put anything together against Nola and how relieved were you once he was out of the game? Um, hats off to him. He did great. Um, executed his pitches and uh, kept us um, off balance. And, um, yeah, when he got up to 98 pitches, 100 pitches, I think he finished the game with 100 pitches. Um, it's Anytime you can get into bullpen, it's huge. Um, so, yeah, when, whenever we start getting to the bullpen, that was huge. Based on the reactions in the dugouts, it seemed like genuine shock at some point that you guys scored seven runs in the last inning. What was the level of surprise that you guys actually were able to pull that off, given the circumstances? I don't know if it was shocked. I, I think it's just happiness, you know. And it's like, yes, we're doing it. You know, we all believe in it. It's just like, it's happening. It's happening, you know. You don't have too many nights like this, you know. Um, and to be not scoring... The whole entire game, I think we scored in the f fifth or sixth with Marta hit the home run. Um, but then to score seven late in the game, it's, 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 it's huge, you know. It's not like we're all shocked, but just more like it's happening. Like, unbelievable. This is great. Mm -hmm. Francisco, you've obviously played baseball your entire life, and I'm sure that, you know, Different teams have different, whether it's mentalities or, or you know, ways they approach certain situations. Is there something unique about the way that this group approaches big deficits and, and continues to battle in moments where 
No, it, it doesn't look very good. Um, from starting from the coaching staff all the way to the players, everybody believes in each other. You know, um, we all know we got a job, and we all know we got to do it right. Um, first inning, I make the error. Everybody continues to play the game, and everybody continues to play the game. You know, so it's 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 special whenever you you have twenty six guys, and I think twelve coaches. I don't know how many coaches we have, but everybody contributing. Everybody's well prepared. Everybody's doing it. Everybody's counting on each other. You know, so it's just it's just fun. Um, we're in May. We still got a long way to go. Um, this one, it's good to keep it in the back of our heads, but we got to focus on what we have. Uh, the Mets ten and four on the road now this year. That is the best winning percentage in the majors, whatever that computes to seven something. And the Mets still lead the majors overall in hits and on base percentage. They're tied for the lead in runs. They're second in batting average, fourth in OPS. You've got these newcomers like Marte and Escobar and Canna that have all delivered. Some of the holdovers who began last year in quicksand, like Lindor and Jeff McNeil, they are killing it right now, especially McNeil. We should talk about Jeff McNeil for a moment. His 11th multi-hit game of the season that is tied with former Philly J.P. Crawford for most of the majors this year right now. Lindor reportedly told McNeil yesterday he would buy him a car if indeed McNeil goes on to win the the National League batting title. I believe Jeff already has a nice car, but still, a batting title and a new car, those are fun things to think about since McNeil is now hitting 348. An unsung reason for this start for the Mets this year, I would suggest, talking a lot about their hitting, of course, we talk about the starting pitching. But let's talk defense for just a minute. The Mets have committed only eight errors in their 27 games this year. That's tied for the fewest in the National League. And obviously, trusting your closer again is critical. Diaz needed only 13 pitches in this game. Got two more strikeouts in the ninth. So I'll give you those and one more if we're looking for outliers, reasons that you might not think of off the top of your head for why they're killing it right now at 18 and 9. The pinch hitters have actually been getting pinch hits. Tonight it was J.D. Davis with the double off the bench, and here was J.D. Davis after the game with Wayne Randazzo. J.D., as this comeback is unfolding and you're sitting there waiting for a chance to bat, what's going through your mind? You know what? I mean, it's a long shot. We were down by a lot, Um, but, you know, with their, you know, they're big leaguers over there, but we know how contagious this is. We've been on that side of the end of how contagious it is and, you know, just striving around, you know, professional at-bats, pass on. And so, you know, as it manifested or as it came along, you know, uh, it was like three or four at-bats coming up where I knew Kniebel was warming up and, you know, four-seam guy at the top of the zone, curveballs down. So, you know, I've been really working on trying to stay tight with my swing. Um, and tonight it kind of like choked up a little bit. Um, you know, I saw a fastball up, left off of it, curveball that kind of just popped out. Um, and then he just left one 2-0 that I ended up, you know, just being ready for the fastball. Uh, short to it and ended up hooking it over third base. So, you know, I'm glad I came through with the boys tonight. And, you know, I mean, what can you say? We're down by, you know, down 7-1. We come back and score seven. I mean, this team is relentless. And, you know, you can't count us out no matter what. What got the bigger reaction? Demos hit the tide or Marte's to give you the lead? Oh, man, I don't even know. I think... Uh, I think, you know what, I think Nimmo's was big, but then, like, we just tied the game, and then Marte came through, it was even bigger. So, I mean, just, it's a perfect example, just passing the baton. Nobody really was trying to get, you know, trying to hit that home run, that two-run or three-run home run. Everybody was just trying to, like, stay short, stay quick to the ball, and sure enough, you know, balls got in the air, and, you know, 
just professional bats all around. We noticed upstairs, you know, as the game was going along, it's 7-1, to one, but nobody's giving away at bats. No. Guys are still diving for balls. How much does that resonate from the dugout to see everybody still hustling in a game where you guys were down a lot? It takes a lot of pride. We had a lot of pride in that clubhouse. I know years passed, and, you know, we've gotten off, you know, a bad start, you know, in 2019, uh, 2020, different story. 2021, you know, kind of got off, but we had a pretty good run. Um, but, I mean, it's contagious right now. We're playing good baseball. I mean, yesterday we got punched in the mouth. Today we kind of got punched in the mouth with Nola, but we know, you know, Nola is Nola. So it was just a matter of time getting in that bullpen and trying to, you know, string some at bats. So I think it was just a big, huge, you know, I don't know, not a monkey or anything like that, but because we know we're, you know, I don't know, we, we believe in each other, but at the same time to actually, like, do it, you know, it's it's overwhelming a little bit. You know, it's, it's pretty cool. How much does that belief enhance after the game at St. Louis and now something like this? I mean, it's contagious, man. I mean, it, it builds off of our confidence. You know, it just keeps going up and up. And, you know, 7-1. I mean, any team could have quit and, you know, just fell over. But you know what? I mean, even if we went down 7-1, we were still going to do hard 90s. We were still do, you know, professional at-bats. Because at the end of the day, you know, you got to carry over your at-bats. you got to carry over that effort to the next day, um, you know, and just not lie down. And so I think that's what we did. And, you know, we took great, great pride in, you know, just passing the baton. All right, J.D., congrats on the big hit. Go enjoy this one with your teammates. Yeah, absolutely. All right, thanks, guys. A memorable win to open up this four-game series. And after the whooping and the hollering and all that had settled down in the winning clubhouse, a composed manager, Buck Showalter, meeting with the media. Here you go. Good, good. That was fun. <laughs> Last 20 minutes or so, 30 minutes. <laughs> no, but, you know, th- those are games that you kind of look back at the, the job Trevor Williams did yesterday. Mm-hmm. Those are th- things you keep in mind. That's Adonis' first win, right? Yep. As, as he knows now for sure. He knew. <laughs> that was good. Two guys uh, contributing. Like those are things I always kind of reach back for, as the job Trevor did yesterday, so we could keep our bullpen intact. Look, at what point in that ninth inning are you starting to think, oh, this this might be a real possibility here? Um, probably Lindor. Lindor. You know, that's a, that's a testament to guys like him. You know, he's had a little couple of tough things that aren't don't fit him normally, and uh, he doesn't wall around in self pity and pull the, you know, pull the dirt in around him he just keeps grinding and gives himself a chance that's why you, you know he's a, you're glad he's on your side a lot of good at bats to get there obviously but you know you get down that much early and uh, you got uh, Noel out there you don't like your chances what is a ninth inning like that obviously the game that you guys had in St. Louis what does it say about this group of guys uh, nothing that we didn't already think thinking but you know things like that build you know that's i'm trying not to be to be giddy you know because you know it's it's a it's a really good club over there and we were fortunate but uh just strung a lot of good at bats together by some good hitters and you know just uh i think we'll make everybody kind of know that you know there's as long as we got some outs we got a chance Edwin, that's, that's tough. Edwin, there's a lot of motion flying around there. Edwin came in and went through some good hitters again. Walker tonight. Uh, I, I just elevated some pitches. Wasn't able to get it, uh, some sequences and sequence of uh, pitches. Never really got into a, a solid rhythm. But you know, the good. I, I will tell you, getting through four innings. It may not sound like much now, but 
you know, it looked like he wasn't going to be able to even get there for a while. But, uh, um, you know, he's going to get an extra day next time out, and you know, we'll see where he is physically. I don't, you know, I don't suspect anything yet, but we'll see. But he was felt good. He wanted to keep going because they know the team needed some innings out of him. What was the feeling like in the dugout in the ninth as that progressed? I was involved in too many other things going on to start cheerleading, but I sure felt like it. You know, I could have, but then me, I'd had some pom poms out. I tell you, but I can't. I can't. There's too many things going on with Lugo. If we tie, I'll go ahead for some reason. Diaz and try not to try hump them and one of them, and then. Uh, making sure we had the pinch runners ready and knowing how we were going to flip it around to do the defense in the ninth inning. How much do you pride this so, team? That, yeah, I'm sorry, what? How much do you pride this team that they have that never-say-die attitude? Yeah, it's, you know, I, I can't sit here and say that, well, I, I knew it anyway. You know, you don't know until you develop, every team develops personalities as the season progresses. And, you know, this one's uh, answered a lot of early season challenges. So, We'll see if it bodes well. You know, it's our curiosity is going to be satisfied, but a night like tonight makes you realize what could be. And there, ladies and gentlemen, there's your aftermath of a game that will not soon be forgotten. Again, the last two games to open a road series, they were down two nothing in the ninth, one five to two. Down seven to one in the ninth, one and eight to seven. That's just insane. Let's come back with a look at the weekend in just a moment. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. I rested the series in Philly tonight, Friday. You've got Mad Max against Kyle Gibson. Mad Max, Max Scherzer, 4-0, 2.61, delivering the goods, uh, getting to 4-0 this year after he allowed four runs in six innings last time against these Phillies. Did strike out nine in that game. He had gotten 11 misses off the Phillies' first 12 swings in that one. After that, the Phillies were on him a bit, especially Kyle Schwarber. But the Mets have won each of Max's first five starts with the franchise here. Uh, Only Kenny Rogers ever got to six like that back in 1999. Scherzer entered this year as the active leader in strikeouts in Major League Baseball. He's 18th right now all time. He's within striking distance of a lot of pitchers uh, just barely above him right now. He needs 23 strikeouts to pass John Smoltz. Saturday, you've got Chris Bassett on the mound, the exact same ERA as Scherzer. Uh, a lot of similarities here. It's almost like you cut and paste or copied and pasted their exact pitching lines, except for wins and losses. Bassett at three and two, but he's also a 2.61 guy. 
And Zach Eflin will go for the Phillies. We saw him on Sunday Night Baseball. Speaking of Sunday, it's going to be a day game this time. Carlos Carrasco with a 3.3 ERA against Ranger Suarez, the lefty for the Phillies. Well, that'll do it for now. But yeah, that happened on Cinco de Mayo 2022. The Mets were down 7-0 at one point, down 7-1 with three outs to go. And in the words of the immortal Bob Murphy from another game against the Phillies years ago, they won the damn game. So now that's left to do here, all we got is meeting the Mets in the morning house band. And I'm sure these guys were elbowing for position in this particular assignment. Let's go in this one with Sean Gilbert on keyboards. Why not? And another Sean slapping the bass, Sean Gilmartin. The horn section, Sean Dunstan. And I'm out of Sean's. On the drums, it's Pat Mahomes, because, you know, his son has become kind of the king of the comebacks in another sport. I think we can anoint Pat Mahomes Sr. as the drummer on May the 5th of 2022's game. This is Josh Lewin. Thanks so much for tuning in. Have yourself a wonderful and safe weekend. We will do this thing again on Monday morning. Let's go Mets. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.